Hey, fabulous listeners. We're your international besties, Allie and Jordan. Join us each week to hear our musings and see why we're pretty sure never clueless. Hello. What's up, owls? Not too much. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm uh, at the end of my work day, so a bit tired, but happy to be speaking to you. Yes. Back for our episode 14. Yeah. Wow. We are killing it. We're killing it. We are. I'm so happy. Killing the game. <laughs> also, I just I thought it was funny. Like, what is it that makes our inflection go like, hi, how you doing? What's going on? It's fun vibes. It's like it's like customer service voice. Is it? Maybe. A little bit. It's 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 like customer service meets like Hey girl, hey voice. Girl meets like girly, but yeah. it's funny. I feel like I don't like speak to anybody in my like team at work like that. I'm like very actually I'm realized I'm like very not monotone, but sort of monotone a lot of the time. With like people that I really know. Oh. And then with people that I don't know, I'm very like, hey, how are you? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like very like. Yeah, that's interesting. It's fake, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's what we're doing. We're like being fake. Like, hey, we were just talking two seconds ago. And now we're pretending that we're saying hi again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. The only time I can be fake is when I have to do a bit of acting. But other than that. That's why probably. Because this is a little bit of acting. It is a little bit. Yeah. It's like an improved version of yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, tell me what you've been up to since we last spoke. I went to um, a house in the woods with my friends. I guess on the woods. It was the mountains. It was. It was. I was going to say this sounds like part of a like a scary movie. <laughs> no, it was. It was a house in the mountains. It was not in the woods. It was. There was a lot of other houses, but yeah, mountain house. You and yeah, it was so much fun. We just played games and made a lot of food. We really overestimated how much food we needed for two days. <laughs> we bought so much food. Well, you can take um, it all, right? Yeah, we did. But it was just ridiculous. There was so much that we just had to like distribute amongst ourselves. Yeah, it was really fun. And apart from that, not too much. Just same old, same old. How about you? Yeah, not much for me either. Just been, I finally finished this big project with work. So last week I got to have a couple of days off, which is just really nice. And just reconnecting with myself, giving myself either time off or mm-hmm. you know, doing other things. I went to the mall. Mm-hmm. In London, and then saw um, a really cute movie, Wish, the the new like Disney animated film. I don't think I've seen the trailer. To be honest, I only saw like somebody at a premiere, and so mm-hmm. I was like, "Ooh, cool! Okay, I want to see." It. I didn't see the trailer, so I had no context to what it would be about besides like a wish, obviously. Yeah, it was really cute, and you know what? When you like get out of a Disney movie, and you're just you're just like smiling, you just feel yeah better. So cute. It was very cute, and um, just this weekend had a pretty chill week, honestly. Another few weeks before I go home, so just biding my time. Same. Yay. Time in LA. We're about to get up to some shit. Some shenanigans. Cute. Um, nice. Well, let's just get into it then. Do you want to go first this week? No. Well, actually, okay. yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. There we have it. Well, I was just thinking because I mentioned a movie. And then a week ago, I saw a movie with a friend. There was an advertisement for a trailer for the new Mean Girls movie. Okay. Uh-huh. So, Allie's <laughs> face. So, I wanted to talk about this because, like, I just feel like I had to talk about it. I had to say something about this. Okay. okay I want to hear. So, I made you. I don't even want to tell you my thoughts first. I want to hear your thoughts first because I genuinely don't even know what you're going to say because I have no thoughts. No way. Shut up. Okay. I have thoughts, but I don't feel strongly any way. I feel like very indifferent. 
That's why I want to know where you're going with this. Okay, fair enough. So me and my friend, okay, we were watching the trailer, came on. We kept looking back at each other like our jaws were dropping. Like, is this for real? Okay. Okay, so this was my thought on seeing Mean Girls. So I knew that Mean Girls was coming out with like a second Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was going to be about just like another story within the world of Mean Girls. Yeah. What this story is about, it is like word for word, the exact script as Mean Girls, same characters, literally same plot, same words, like the same fucking script, okay? Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, for a second I was watching it and I was thinking, okay, is this going to be a spoof movie? Like, this feels Mm -hmm. like a spoof because obviously- Like scary movie, one of those. Yeah, like because it, it doesn't deviate. Yeah. Why are they remaking this first off? Like- Mean Girls is such a classic. Yes. You don't need to remake Mean Girls. And it's only been, what, 10 years? No, more than that, because it came out the same year as Notebook. No, no, yeah, 20 years, 20 years. Sorry, so it came out in 2004. Sorry. It's too soon. It's too soon. And then it's like, why Why are you not at least making something different? Like, make a different film about it. Okay, cool. That's what I thought you were going to go with this, but I was like, is there something I'm missing? Because I'm like, okay. No. First, there was a Mean Girls 2, which was already a spinoff, like a different... Oh, yeah? And it was bad. No one liked it. It wasn't good. It was like different girls. I think they were younger or like whatever. I don't even know. I didn't see it because it was like, that looks terrible. Yeah. And that principal was in it. Okay. And that's all I know. And I never saw it. And I was like, it looks horrible. I'm not going to see it. And everyone said it was horrible. So I'm like, I'm not even going to. It was like, bring it on and then bring it on two, where you're like, bring it on one is so good. Don't do it two. Yeah. Like so bad. I don't know if you know this, but Mean Girls, this new one, is a musical. Oh. Did you know this? Does it show it in the... No. No. I found this out after, like, researching about the movie. I was like, what the heck? What is this? Like, why is it exactly the same? Yeah. It turns out it's a a musical, but I don't know why they wouldn't put that in the trailer. There's no signs of it being a musical in that trailer. People are going to show up to this movie not knowing it's it's a musical. One, they're probably like people who don't like musicals are gonna be like, Why am I here? I hate musicals. And then it's like the same script, so they're they're gonna be dubbed like what the fuck? Yes, yeah, so it turns out it's an adaptation from the Mean Girls musical, but back into a movie, which I don't understand. Like, okay, cool, but like still so weird. What? Why are they trying to like to like complicate this yes this like inception of just me what? Yes. <laughs> Wait a second. You've actually blown my mind because I I know was not expecting that. This also reminds me, how, did you see the, the trailer for Wonka? That looks really good. Did you know that's also a musical? Um, It's not in the trailer. Again, I'm like, why are these two movies being shown in trailers without any signs of them being musicals? Wait, really? Are you sure? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, I think it's on the poster, the movie poster, but I don't think it's in the trailer. What are they doing? I would have to watch it again, but yeah. Because I'm like, well, you have like the Oompa Loompa song, so I'm like, yeah, but the whole thing... Wonka is sort of a musical, the first one, because he's like, if you want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever that song is, you know? So I guess it's sort of like partial musical. Okay, then I'm right. I guess maybe it already has always been a musical. But the other ones, the other versions with like Johnny Depp, they didn't. I don't sing. I can't remember. I genuinely think I like erased the Johnny Depp one from my mind because I was like, this is so bizarre. I like the first one. The original with Gene Wilder is my favorite. Hey, Gene Wilder freaked me out. I don't know why. Really? Oh my God, I loved that movie growing up. Except for the, the like, the elevator tunnel scene, which was terrifying. On the boat. Oh, okay. And it goes faster. His, like, face goes, like, red and, like, it looks, like, scary. And the, like, you're gonna go faster. Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah. 
when I saw this, the Mean Girls thing, I was just like, no, I am not going yeah. to see that. And that's a hard no. Like, what's the point? Even weirder that they're burying, like, the key reason. That is yeah. so weird. I still probably won't see it. Well, I'm not going to see it now because I'm annoyed that they li- they're lying. <laughs> you guys lying to us. They're deceiving us, not lying. It's like, you know what I bet is that they don't want to... Alienate? Yes, alienate. Thank you. Like, alienate people who don't like musicals. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, and I... I go between musicals I like and don't like. Like, I like musicals in real life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in movies, it can bother me too much. Okay. Sometimes I like it. I, like, really go back and forth. It really has to, it has to work for me. I do love a musical. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love, I pretty much love all of them, I think. Interesting. Hmm. Like, Mamma Mia. But those are, like, written to be musicals, you know? Yeah, but so that musicals are written to be musicals. It's about Mean Girls. Like, I don't think we'll ever forget Grey's Anatomy episode where they did the musical. Okay, I never saw that, so I don't know. But I'm talking about like musical movies where you're like, okay, I'm going to see this. And it's like, what are other musicals that are famous? I don't know. Grease. Yes, yes. I don't know. Like if it's intentional. But I just, I don't, if you're going to do a musical, put the real cast back. Let's, I want to see them like 20 years later. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I want to see Lindsay singing a song. She had an album. She can do it. Yeah. Actually, yeah, true. I used to love one of her songs, so yeah. I know, I know. I literally have like a signed album of hers. It's not funny. How did you get that? Uh, Chris. Oh, okay. My sister's like ex-boyfriend used to be really close friends with her. He was a partier. That's so funny. I got the time I was, I don't know why, I guess a fan. I loved her. She was amazing. Yeah. No, I loved her. Well, I also loved her from Parent Trap. Yeah, Parent Trap. I fucking love that movie. That's one of my favorite. It's still one of my favorite movies. It's such a too. good movie. I know. You know what's so funny is I actually thought about I weird like I was thinking about you know when people ask you like oh what kind of movies do you like and I was like well I'm the type of person I'm like a connoisseur of movies and I see so yeah so it's really hard for me to verbalize guys I just want to say side note Jordan has seen probably every movie on the planet like she's the person I can ask about any movie and she's seen it you're like very up on everything yeah it's true unless unless recently I've not been watching scary movies so okay but apart from that you generally speaking have seen like almost everything yes yeah for sure I was recently thinking I had watched this really cute movie with Rachel McAdams speaking of Mm -hmm. girls it's so cute it's like a coming of age story and I was like I realize I really love coming of age stories of like younger kids or children or teens like there's something yeah about it that even no matter how old i'll get there's something about it i just really love seeing like coming of age stories i don't know what it is same i feel like my mom still enjoys them as well so i feel like i probably always will too yeah what is that you know i don't know but it's just they're just so cute they're like wholesome like i feel like that's like a very wholesome point in life you know what i mean it's like yeah becoming an adult i don't know it's so cute it's like i'll never get to like i think oh is it weird that sometimes I can watch stuff with like younger kids in it. Sometimes like mm-hmm. there are some things that most most people my age wouldn't probably bother with. But I'm like, oh, I like, I, I don't know. I just like seeing the world of even like elementary school. I like seeing kids in that world, like living and like having to work through life. Mm-hmm. There's something about it that I still like. I'm not a kid, but I still enjoy it the same. It's very funny. Yeah. It's like, did you see that new Adam Sandler one with the bar mitzvah? I loved that movie. Did you end up watching? So sweet. Yes. Isn't it so cute? Yes. And I'm definitely going to watch it with my mom when I go back to LA. Oh, yeah. You said you're going to pretend that you haven't yeah. seen it. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Does your mom know we have a podcast yet? No. Okay. So she's not going to hear this yet if she, no. you ever tell her. I'll tell her. I'll tell her after, literally, the second after we watch it, I'll be like, I decided. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I actually saw his daughter um, and him performing on stage recently. Oh, really? Where? And, uh, an Olivia Rodrigo song. 
Mm-hmm. She was really great. She was like a really good singer. Well, she's a great actress too. She did a really good job. I know. I really liked her. Good for her. I know. See, I just love like there's something about like younger people that I like. Like I obviously like older like like things that relate to me. But there's something like yeah, I really don't feel like I don't relate to that. I don't know why. That's like me. I still love like teenage books and stuff like that. Are like oh, I don't know, so cute. I love books like falling in love yeah. or like so sweet. Maybe maybe at a certain point our brains just really don't let go. But I know you have something to talk about on that. Yes. Okay, so to our listeners, I was thinking about the episode. It was episode eight, right? Me and Jordan were talking about why, I think it was Jordan who asked it, like why people tend to think the past is better. And so I did a little bit of a deep dive. Okay, so I'm going to get a little bit, not super technical, but I definitely have some notes on this one. So I'm going to read a bit of the thing. So basically, there's this specific cognitive bias that's called rosy retrospection. The point of it is to enhance your ability to save energy that will enhance your survival, right? So how it works, basically your mind works to reframe bad memories over time into something a little bit like nicer than it originally was so that when you recall the past, you aren't you don't feel as emotional about that memory. Whoa. So like your mind will just kind of forget the details that are like a bit triggering, right? Yeah. So that it like essentially doesn't hinder you from making future decisions and allows you to make decisions quicker, right? So it's like since you got through that specific memory and it it wasn't traumatic, traumatic, it will gloss over those negative bits that aren't super significant to make it just like feel lighter, right? Yeah. I'm just going to give an example. The, The example that I found in this article that I read. So they say like, imagine you gave a speech in front of like a few hundred people and you had a few minor mistakes. You probably will have a rosy retrospection because since those mistakes weren't such a big deal and you got out of it and and people congratulated you and said, oh, you did a great job, you're going to remember it going better than it actually did. (laughs) Okay. Just so that you will feel confident enough to do it again, right? Interesting, yeah. And like, say you're an anxious person, you probably would hold on to those two or three mistakes Mm. and that will continue to make you nervous for the next times, right? Okay. So like, that's like the the opposite side of of the coin, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, let's see what else I have about this. Oh my gosh, this is fascinating. I know. I was like, I read so many articles, so many psychological papers about this. Doing your research. I love it. Yes. And it was actually so fascinating. I would be a psychologist in another life. Like their studies are so, like the human mind is fascinating. It really is. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I feel like everyone in relationships, you tend to have this, I think, where like yes. after a period of time, after like the trauma of it, you look back and you're like, wait, but it, like it wasn't so bad, actually. Yeah, this is why I said that one time too. You should write down the things that happened in a relationship, so like so that you don't pull back onto those. Oh, but it wasn't that bad. Oh, like oh, it was so sweet. You remember the details, yeah? Because it wasn't like that traumatizing that you like didn't get on with your life. You know what I mean? So like you won't remember those little negative parts about the relationship that essentially wasn't as good as you remember it to be. Yeah. Or another example that the article gave was the opposite side that rosy retrospection can be bad because it will make you forget those negative things. And if they were actually detrimental behaviors, like they gave the the case of domestic violence, which like if you ignore certain behaviors, you could end up in a, a similar situation. And so it's why people get into like these cycles with certain people or toxic behaviors because you just kind of forget because you made it out and then you go back to it later because you didn't actually learn from the mistakes does it mention like time frame? So like, does it take like a certain amount of time for your brain to convert it to this rosy retrospection? Like, does it? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't read it, but that makes sense. I don't know if everyone's experienced this, but I've definitely experienced this where like not necessarily physical trauma, but just like mm-hmm. something feeling so awful 
Mm-hmm. And then like the moment that you feel the gratification of it feeling good, then you kind of forget. It's it's almost like, okay, cool. Like that was nothing. It was nothing to me. But in the moment, it felt like the most painful thing in the world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Which in, in like literally a night. I don't know timelines, but yeah, I would assume similar because just based off of what you've said and what I've experienced as well. Like when I used to date this guy who also wasn't the nicest person ever, I felt so anxious. But the second he would text me, I'd be like, okay, it's fine. Like, I just forget all these, like, toxic, like, yes. ways he was treating me. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, like, the gratification, you know, it's like those dopamine hits. But in this specific study that I read, it didn't say anything about that. But I'm sure that's, like, something else that someone has studied. Yeah. They also talk about a couple other related topics to the rosy retrospection. And one of them being, like, that there's a real problem that comes with it, which is when it leads to this other thing called declinism. So it's like, oh, like my past was so good, but like the future is going to be even worse because that was so good. Like I can just tell are headed for decline. Yes. Where like people are like, oh, that was better. Like nothing's ever going to be as good as that. Like some people feel about the 80s. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't born in the 80s, but I just know like people think the 80s are great because it was like the... And the people think the 70s were great too. Like, oh, it was so free. So yeah, there's this other study that was kind of connected to this, which is called Reminiscent Bump, which it basically shows that the most vivid long-term memories are sourced between the ages of 10 and 30, which is kind of what you said. Yeah. Yeah, where like major life events occur between those years. Yeah, you should be a, a like a psychologist or like a some kind of scientist because you have good hypotheses. Thank you. I mean, these are all studies. They haven't been, they're not conclusive. These are just like people's findings. But like, of course, they always get debunked or like changed and evolve over time. So many of our core memories happen between the ages of 10 and 30 which like yeah go along with all of these major personal events that occur which like marriage you know just like high school like formative years right yeah and so like a lot of times there's something scientific happening in our mind but there's linked to high hormones during those mm-hmm. times there's, since there's greater levels of hormones there's also like greater levels of dopamine during those times as well so there's studies on that as well of how those two can be linked to make it feel more positive right yeah for sure they call that time like autobiographical memories so there's a lot of autobiographical memories that are formed during those that time of our life interesting yeah so that like helps you create your like personal life narrative super fascinating and i feel like our hypotheses were on the right track yeah especially like we know that in therapy like most of the time you're working back from your childhood mm-hmm. even it doesn't matter if you're 50 or 60 often yeah it's coming from your childhood good and bad you know in this in the way that we look at things nostalgically it's also like subconsciously where the trauma and like certain things that happen to us become our as you say sort of like the autobiography the narrative that we live mm-hmm. and it makes sense that the the kind of rosy tinted glasses of this theory <laughs> are making certain things that we reflect on feel good because these are our like deepest memories, our most like prominent ones. So it's like, in a way, it's it's just, yeah, I love that it's like proven in a way. But there's so many other terms that I wanted to add to this. So many side studies, a rabbit hole. You could go on for sure days and months on all of these topics. I feel like in a lot of episodes, I say fascinating, but this one really is fascinating. I know. It makes me a little sad because I'm 31. So does that mean like... No, but if you think about it, it's because a lot of them are linked to what they call autobiographical um, events, right? Or memories. Okay. But if you think about it, our society is changing the narrative of like Mm. our lives. You know what I mean? Like people are getting married later, having children later, like just our timelines are changing. So I feel like 
that will start to shift over time and 30 is the new 40 yeah and then and then just think of people who are like reinventing careers in their 50s as well just doing new things so i feel like it's not it, that will change probably over time as well of like those huge core events will be strung out so you won't feel like so nostalgic to your 20s because it's not your peak of your life you know you're gonna have more new experiences our health is getting better science is getting better technology medicine is getting better so we can live longer and we'll be able to have more changes after 30 and 40 you know what i mean yeah no it's true it's interesting because i've like often had this fear i know it's such a weird irrational fear i want to have children in the future so i was thinking you know like when i have kids am i gonna forget what it's like being me or in like this phase of my life because i always look back at journals i know that in the moment when i'm writing down journal entries I'm like, oh, I'm never going to forget this, you know, but I make sure to be detailed. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, like, as I look back, I'm like, I would have never remembered these details. I would have I would have literally had such a yeah, such an absence of like the truth of my my ins, my mind, my what was going on like day to day because my mind forgets like it doesn't remember every detail because exactly I think similar to what you were saying of in and why it's it turns rosy. It's also like your brain can only focus on and store so much. But like, I guess what it's saying is, is, is no. I mean, depends. I mean, maybe you'll forget all the negative emotions you had associated to this period of your life. You know what I mean? You'll be like, oh, my 30s were so great when I, I mean, this is like with a, a caveat, but like, you'll be like, oh, it was so nice when I could just do whatever I wanted. Like when you're having like the bad times with kids, you know what I mean? Like the negative emotions associated to having kids, you'd be like, oh, it was so much easier when I could just sleep through the night and when I could get up and go without having to prepare all these 70 things for a two-year-old or whatever. You know what I mean? So you'll think like romantically back, but you'll probably would forget the emotions of like, when you were so desperately, like, not desperately, but, you know, like, so yearning yeah. for a, a child, you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, my 30s were so great when I didn't have kids. Like, it was so easy. But then you'll forget, like, oh, I really wanted this. And, like, I was actually focused, too, on, yeah. oh, it would be so nice to have a kid. So, yes, you probably will forget the negative part of the 30s. You know, think of all the good things that before the kids. I just thought maybe I forget the good things, too. Like, probably not. What's really interesting is actually, though, and this is probably why I have like some hypotheses on this. My grandma, you know, when she was still alive, she only passed away a couple years ago. She died when she was 92. She had dementia. It's so interesting because there was a period of time where I was living with her on and off between my mom's house and my grandma's house a couple days a week. And it was so interesting because she would always go back to her childhood or mid-20s, mid-30s even. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was like definitely the dementia talking where she would get like really aggressive and angry about some scenario she remembered yeah. in her head. Like I remember my mom basically gave me a key to the house as like a spare as well, just in case she like misplaced it or I needed to get in. Safety reasons because she lived alone. And so mm -hmm. my grandma was freaking like she couldn't remember shit, okay? She'd ask you five seconds later like, oh, do you want this? Do you want this? Or like, oh, how was this thing? And you're like, I just told you. But she would remember to ask me for the key back. She did not want me to have the key. She would write me. <laughs> it would be like, get key back from Jordan. Oh my gosh. Where's my key? Where's my key? And I, my mom would be like, just pretend. Be like, okay, I'll get it for you later. There was this one time, like she was basically like saying like, you're gonna try to steal from me. And I was like, what? Like, mama, I'm your granddaughter. Like, why would I do that? And she was like, no, this one time my friend, her son and his wife tried to like get her key and basically moved her into a home and tried to steal from them, basically, and like tried to put the house on her deed. Uh -huh. And it was just so interesting because when she would say things like back in this time, it was always 40, 50 years ago when her brain would remember things. 
it was from like that period. That's so weird. I've obviously had the experience then of seeing like when you look back and it's I think that's what scared me. Her childhood, maybe that's less memorable because it's like so far away. And I'm like, yeah, okay, when you're 80 or 90, if you're lucky enough to be that old, who cares what like you remember, you know, if you remember everything. But like every moment I feel like is so important to me. Like I feel like I'm so nostalgic about memories, like taking pictures. That's like me. I love writing everything down. And this is something about like preserving it. Like I think, I swear, I think it was Anne Frank's diary. Like it changed you? I really do. Like I feel like I used to write stuff down because I'm like, okay, what if people find my diary one day and like they need to know in the in- I definitely don't want them to find mine. No? No. Why? It's embarrassing. It will have nothing prolific to say in it. It's always like... Says who? I don't know. It says me. What if like you're like the last person on Earth? Like maybe we all, the planet dies and then everyone's like on a different colony. And then your diary was like the one thing that people found. Oh God, I better start improving it now so I can tell good things about humankind. No, but it could be like your their one insight into like what it was really like to be like in 2020, you know, 2020. There's a lot of to-do lists. And like... <laughs> well, that's kind of a weird diary, but maybe I'm... Don't let me judge. Every once in a while, I just have like a brain dump of like, okay. I need to do this. Like normally it's not to do in this day. It's like to do in like... In life. General of my life. Yeah. Okay, but that's cool. Like that shows insight. And like if you were to look at, let's say that, and then maybe like a journal from five years from now, you'd get to see like the full insight of your thought every day to lead you to something, which is cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, true. Still don't want anyone finding it. Well, it's funny because I, I told my mom to journal something and she was like, because mm, I asked her like, oh, did you journal during like my parents' divorce? And she was mm-hmm. like, well, I journaled, but I ripped up it. Like I never wanted anyone to see it. And I was like, what? That would have been such gold to look back on. She's like, no, I would never let anybody read that. That's so funny. I hope one day, even if it's like embarrassing, it's like. I love that. I've literally laughed hysterically. You guys, when I, me and Allie do an episode where we read some of our like childhood journal entries you will understand why it's so fucking funny and even when it's embarrassing it's like it is gold looking back at how we think i hope i can find mine you're gonna find it i'm gonna yeah i hope so even like relationships you know i always think i think this is why what you research is so interesting every time we're in a situation i just feel like it's so important to see where hardship feels so like visceral in the moment and so important to the future of our life you know like in this moment mm-hmm. everything could feel like nothing's gonna get better but you always see whether you're in like the worst breakup or whether you are going through a really tough time in life at school being bullied like whatever it is you tend to see the pattern that everything becomes okay yeah when you look back in these moments like we focus so much on like this is like the detrimental thing of our life and how are we ever going to move on in like life really like there's nothing good past this you Mm -hmm. know sometimes I genuinely feel that way like just whether that's like you're in a depression whether you're going through something just temporarily but when you look at the grand scheme of life like we always figure it out in the end and we always find like happiness again I don't know I think just journaling is so important not just for like time keeping sake or like memory sake but just also being able to like look back and be like, damn, remember that time. And it's, it's what you said. It's like remembering it in a p- more positive light because how many stories, like how many times have you heard me cry over breakups? Yeah. You know, my first one where I got on, you remember the sounds, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screaming and like, it was like, I couldn't believe what that felt like to be cheated on and feel betrayed by someone that I love. I can tell the story now of like some, sometimes there are traumatic things, you know? 
mm-hmm. but I don't feel the trauma anymore. Yeah. Like I relate to like, oh, I know in that moment I felt that was so difficult, but I don't feel it when I speak about it. Yeah, that's your brain. Your brain is cognitive bias. Yeah. It doesn't serve you like a good purpose usually. No. So like your brain gets rid of those. Can't like conjure the feeling. It can remember not able to like feel like normally, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's so many times where I've told boyfriends about like scenario and then they tend to be like, oh, you must not be over it because like you're talking about it. And I'm like, no, I actually feel nothing from it. I hate when people say that. Yeah, right? That bothers me so much. I'm like, why can I like not be over it? Why does that mean I'm not over it? Like just being able to talk about it? The thing is, I think there are instances where you have to pay attention to how people speak about something and someone. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people are not over it, especially men. I feel like it might be different with women. But I think especially with men, when they tend to talk a lot about like the same person. Yes. And it, you start to hear like I remember I went on a date once and this guy could not stop talking about his ex. Yeah. I was just like, okay, this is weird. Like, yeah, totally cool to like hear your story. But when you relate everything constantly back to them or what they did or, oh, well, you, like they did it this way or, you know, it's it's weird. Yeah. So there is like nuances to have to pay attention to. Oh, of course, of course, of course. You know? But when you said something like once and they're like, oh, like, how are you? Like, I'm like, I've said it once. Like, I'm just telling you a story about my life. It doesn't mean I'm not over it. Or if I can talk about my exes and that doesn't mean I'm not over it. Like, I genuinely don't think about getting back with any of my exes but i can talk about them in like good light and talk about like the memories and be like oh that was such a fun time that i had with this specific ex yeah but i'm not like pining over him or like oh my god it's just someone i spent a lot of time with so like i feel like it's human nature to be curious about something about this person that was once important in my life yeah i always like overshare but i feel like if you don't know especially in relationships if you don't know like this particular thing you don't really quite understand why i am the way i am now you know like a lot of our experiences especially with partners make us who we are and really like formulate good and bad behaviors you know like i know i some bad ones Mm -hmm. but like sometimes i'm just like no i literally don't feel a thing for this person and like and i mean it in such a real way but sometimes i can like talk so lightly about some sometimes genuinely traumatic things yeah haha this thing happened to me crazy I think the other side of this would be like you're over the actual situation like with a person, but you're not over the experience and, this, and the fact of like, oh, this was like a big moment in my life. And the fact that I'm over it now, actually, I'm like proud of. So I'm not over it in that sense of like, yeah, I would love to talk about it because I'm actually like proud of how far I've come. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like the guy who I was with a year ago. Right. I'm not over that in the sense of I would love to talk about it because like I just feel like I grew so much from that experience. But like I'm over him. Yeah. Like I'm not obsessing over him. I've never looked at his stuff. I've never unblocked him. To me, that situation like has really changed me. How does that situation? It's like celebrating a part of your new strength and like something. Yeah. Aspect of you that came directly from that situation and that person. Yeah, exactly. Yay. I mean, it's it's fun to celebrate because I think why else do we go through shitty ass things? If not, but to like be better people and be better versions of ourselves and like learn shit, you know, like, yeah, I fuck. Yeah, we should celebrate that. Yeah. Um. Well, I have another topic that's kind of on the spectrum of like memory and just in general, the mind. Mm-hmm. And it's about dreams. OK, go for it. So obviously everyone knows that I've been doing hypnotherapy for a while. Mm-hmm. Part of my therapy is dream therapy. So it's all about sort of like before I go to bed, setting the intent that I'm going to like vent out, letting go and releasing unwanted emotions, feelings, things that no longer serve you through your dreams. So typically dreams that happen right before you wake up tend to be venting dreams. It's not like the middle of the night dream. It's like 
right before you wake up. Mm -hmm. Those are the dreams that your body, your mind is trying to release and let go of that energy. You know, obviously, I think dreams are fascinating. I always love like analyzing, especially when they're like so potent. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I used to dream extremely vivid dreams. I've had dreams where like different types of dreams. I've had dreams where it's come true in real life, like in the future, which is crazy. Usually those are like more my childhood dreams where it would be so obscure for my child mind. I couldn't make sense of like why I was seeing or what it was. And then I would like be in that place at that time. Mm-hmm. And then the moment would happen and I would be like, whoa, I dreamt about this. It was very weird, you know. So I feel like dreams work in so many different ways from maybe being able to sort of foresee things. But also just sometimes it's like genuinely like our subconscious trying to deal with something or process something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I was learning with my hypnotherapist was who comes up in your dream yeah. You know, sometimes you have like exes or you have friends that like are not in your life and you're like, whoa, why did I think about them? Typically relates back to the period of time at which the emotion you're trying to let go of is related to that period of time. Okay. Interesting. And in some way, there's some connection that your brain's like putting together. So, you know, analyzing that and also like messages mm-hmm. and like what's happening as you kind of break down like how you felt and what was said, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe like in the last couple months, I saw this article come out about these researchers in Japan have developed this device that will play back your dreams in video sequence. So obviously it's like very, very early research. It's very groundbreaking, but they've, you know, got this device that sort of helps to bring different parts of your your brain activity when you dream. And it turns it into images and videos. It functions by using this magnetic resonance imagery to measure your brain activity and figure out what you're dreaming about. And then the computer kind of brings to life pictures and videos representing your dreams. So it's obviously like early and they're kind of hoping to develop it. But I was just thinking like being able to capture my dreams, I feel like it's a whole other world that I wish I could explain and show to somebody. Part of me like sci-fi interest in me is like, oh, that's so cool. But do we really want people to be able to see our dreams? I don't care if they see my dreams because it means nothing. To me, it means nothing. I'm like, okay, yes, it's something. But like, how much can you take from my dreams? You know what I mean? Like, like as long as they're not like taking it at face value. You know what I mean? That's the only thing. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm dreaming about. Something, my ha- my mind is obviously going somewhere. Do you not remember your dreams though? Sometimes, not all the time, no. Okay. So that's why I'm like, okay, who knows where my mind is going? Mm. But I'm like, what are they using these dreams for? Like, as long as this is like a fun thing, like, oh, you can see your dreams and we can like, as a fun thing, not like some like, oh, we're going to diagnose you and you're plotting this and like something crazy sci- sci-fi where it's like a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as long as it's for fun, like, cool, do what you want. Let's look at my dreams. Well, that's what I was going to say is like the potential implications could be. There's a couple things like what if you like killed somebody or like you're suspected and then they use your dreams as like evidence. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, as long as it's not like evidence for anything, because I'm like, I don't know. My dreams are so bizarre. I've had weird fucking dreams where it's like, I would never Same. want someone to think that that's what I really think about. Yeah, exactly. So as long as it's like for fun of whatever, that's where my mind is going for some reason. Yeah. So like, obviously, it would be cool to be able to be like, whoa, like you got to watch this dream I had. Yeah. So there's that. When I was researching this, just diving into the topic a little bit more, I read something where they were like, in the future companies could like advertise in your dreams oh gross and like rent space that is like a sci-fi movie right or black mirror but the thing is it could be possible if they could figure out a way to like engineer it where they can understand language and 
create visuals. Like I already don't understand. I'm sure if I research deep enough, I could understand like how a TV works and how antennas work and how I don't know how any technology works. I don't either. But like, I also think it's still I think like someone could explain it with quotes, you know, like quote unquote. Yeah. However, I am just like, no, what the fuck? There is magic to this because you're telling me we're on a computer right now. I'm looking at you in live time and somehow the Internet, the invisible air is just capturing it and putting it together in perfect. Like, oh, I know. To me, it it's doesn't wild. make sense. Me neither. So it's like, OK, if they could see our dreams, which that's very possible, right? If they can understand like what each part of our brain means when it's doing this and that and like, apply- like how we get the frequencies of images in our inside of our eyes. Exactly. Yeah. So then if they could do that, surely they could reverse that and do that into our brains. Probably. And then like, what the fuck would that be where you're like, that's scary. You know, you're in Black Mirror flying and then you're like, here's scheduled interruption. Uh, This is some Black Mirror-ish. That's absolutely terrifying. There's just so many possibilities with it. And there's so many nuances because dreams literally can be like a memory. Mm -hmm. Dreams can be not memory. They can be like completely different worlds. Like you don't, you've never seen these faces. It could be like imagery. If they could create that. Can they not create the book that understands it all? Probably. Like it's like psychology, but for your dreams. Yeah. And then you you analyze it by literally seeing it. Literally, there's got to be a science behind why we dream what we dream. People have studies, but like it's not all the same. Like I said, I've had dreams where it's come to life in the future. Yeah. So like there's not a there's not really like a scientific study for that. People can't yeah. understand how that's happening, at least at now. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe people will figure out like, time and we'll be understanding being able to go back to the future and forward and somehow our brains are doing that or something but at the moment you know well according to physics it's all happening all at once anyway time is like is that according to physics i mean i don't know if it's really physics but the theory of everything like is that the yeah like that it's all on like a plane i don't know i'm not even gonna get into it because i don't even know how to explain it but yeah basically they say everything's already happening at once like everything that's done is yeah that's gonna happen and will happen and happened all is happening at the same time it's just in different parts of like a huge plane so i believe in past lives and Mm -hmm. i most people wouldn't know this but like as a kid when i was a kid i used to tell my mom like memories from having like a past life and having like a very does your mom remember them it was like i only she didn't press enough and i think it's it's interesting because she became really curious later on but she like push it Mm -hmm. i used to say to her like oh you're my favorite mommy and she'd be like oh well what do you mean? Like, I'm your only mommy. And I was like, no, I had a really mean mommy, um, but she died in a fire. Oh, that's great. Does your mom remember that? Yeah. Oh, she told me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and I used to have like really bad night terrors as a kid, like mm-hmm. cl- crawling at the wall. Like, oh my God, scary. Yeah. I think it was up until about when I was five. That's terrifying. And I have like some memories, visuals in my head of like looking up at this. It almost looked like a 1920s new york brick building and i standing by a firefighter and i was seeing this fire and i knew my mom had died in the fire and i like hated her and she was like this really mean fat lady i just hated her do you think you set the fire oh oh like i was like a dark kid oh my god i don't know oh no see i kind of want to do like past life regression to find out yeah um but part of what i my theory on past lives that i've come across in my research about it is the potential that like we're living 
all of our lives all at once. And so like yeah. why we're able to tap into like other parts of ourselves is because technically we're like living in that now in that yeah. in like th- thousands of years ago, let's say I was like somebody else. We're like mm-hmm. living in that now. So we're able to tap into the consciousness of them now and like connect with it. So it's like not that things aren't all happening at once, but it's not just like the past. It's like now too. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what like a lot of people say. Yeah. With time, like time is not a thing. It's all right now. It, it could be possible, honestly. And maybe that's why I have like, um, I've like had things come to life or come true or have like, even maybe that's what deja vu is. Like maybe parts of us yeah, actually have connected um, uh, like in our spiritual, whatever it is, spiritually or like in, in the brain waves. Somehow we've connected to a different time. Uh-huh. To have been like, whoa, wait a second. I remember this. Like, I did this before. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, I would love to, like, dive into this more because I just think so interesting. I love the mysteries of life and, like... I hope I can live to see more of them solved. I feel like we are coming into a time where things are, like, revealing themselves mm-hmm. more and more. You know, like, even the the thing we talked about ages ago with, like, the singlet theory mm-hmm. and, like, how two people in different places can be actually connected and like be impacted so i feel like we're like getting there but there's still so many questions and it's like well everyone keeps saying it's like the second coming also yeah everyone keeps saying it's like i don't know i keep hearing like the 5d yeah i don't even want to talk about it it's gonna freak me out right now don't don't get me started back down on my rabbit hole of that yeah let's not let's save that for another episode but yeah tell me um was there anything else that you were was on your mind this week well i have like another really random short topic just to say it's just like it's not even really a topic that we need to get into it's just like something i just want to mention which is i am so glad i am out of the writing essays period of my life when i was doing the deep dive on all of these studies and theories on um memory and like why we are connected to certain parts of our past like mad respect to everyone who's writing in ama format but i was like i am so glad i don't need to cite anything ever again in my life hopefully i mean i'm not maybe maybe i'll take that path again because i find it fascinating but right now it doesn't look like it and i'm i don't see it coming but i'm like oh my god i hated writing essays in high school do you remember citing stuff that's my least favorite thing i i I felt like triggered reading it i was like oh my god ooh, ooh. Like, I remember just, like, writing, like, this is my theory, which is also probably really incorrect. I hated citing in the moment, so I would write an entire essay. I would copy all the links I used in all the books and, like, have them on the side, but I would go back and cite after. So, remember, though, like, I have a pretty photographic memory, so I can see things visually, like, and I knew, like, wow. Like, yeah, that's why I said I'm, like, very visual. Like, if you say something to me, I will not remember it. Okay. But if you write it to me, I can remember exactly where I read it. Oh, yeah. So yeah, so like it was easy for me to go back, but it's just time consuming because it's like, okay, gotta now put it into this essay and make sure it's correct. But I hated it. I hated it. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. Well, really interesting topics today. Yeah, girl. I appreciate the mind so much, like how much it helps us in Same. different ways. If anyone is a neurologist, psychologist, psychiatrist, researcher, anything, come on the pod and explain anything to us about the the mind. I would please explain how we know that caterpillars have memories. Yeah, that's also a good one. Someone hit us up about the caterpillars. I think it was Harvard or someone. It was like some notable university who did the study. Let's bring this on. We need to know how did you get caterpillars? Let's call them up. It's it's fascinating. 
So guys, follow us, subscribe for more studies like that one. We're bringing to you knowledge, advice, vital info, and backing it up with the truth. So boom. Yes. Well, thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.